We believe we all have a big self and pursuing it is holy work. We also believe that most of us let fear persuade us not to pay attention to it. On episodes when Shelly and I don't have a guest, once or twice a week, we like to bring you a big idea wrapped in a sample size package. We call these our micro episodes that you can listen to on your way to the grocery store or running an errand. Why? Because the big journeys are made of thousands of tiny steps. Welcome to The Big Self Show. I'm your host, Chad Prevost. Hey there, everyone. I'm Shelly Prevost. Good to be with you all. Yes, it is great to be here. I love doing these with you, and we do our best to keep it under 10 minutes. You in our community can let us know how well we're actually executing on that. Oh, they're definitely not 10 minutes. (laughs) Um, But we do try to keep them succinct. We're taking on big issues, but trying to keep it brief. And today we're talking about overwork. I love talking about these micro episodes in the ways that we're trying to answer Mm -hmm. one specific question that we either get asked a lot in our community with our clients, just, you know, something that we're wrestling with as well. This question is, why do I overwork? Like, why is is this impulse of mine to overwork? And I do think that's a question that comes up a lot for in our in in our community. And you know, let's face it, it is a cultural phenomenon. We you know, we're growing up, we're asked what are you going to do when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And we're and as adults, we're frequently asked every time we meet someone new, it's like, "Well, what do you do?" Because what that, do you do? Yeah. That, that is apparently who you are. And, you know, in spite, and, and of course, and then we live in a meritocracy and it's very based on the, what the individual does. And so we're constantly competing with each other and whoever, you know, dies with the most toys first wins, or at least that's kind of this embedded, um, belief. Well, dies with the most toys. I don't know about dice first. <laughs> that's not winning. <laughs> that's a good point. I, I mean, am going to be a hundred <laughs> with all of my with toys. With all my toys. Um, that's a I, slip of the tongue. Um, but uh, you know, so <laughs> love you, Kate. But you know, and in spite of these, um, obviously, long since, like they, they've people have been sticking needles in the balloon of these illusions for quite some time. And yet here we are generation after generation living out these destructive elements. And, you know, and of course it's perhaps no surprise why we are just all so addicted, right? There's just so much addiction everywhere. Uh, Addiction to obviously alcohol and drugs, but, you know, addiction to pornography, addiction, addiction to shopping, addiction to just our devices. But, you know, I think one thing that might trump them all, and this can be a moot point, I guess, but it's workaholism, overwork. Mm-hmm. A term that was actually, I know it's like, well, I'm not actually uh, addicted to workahol, but it's a term that was coined actually in 1971 by a psychologist. His name was Wayne Oates. And it was when his his son had to book an appointment, felt like he had to book an appointment to see his dad. Mm-hmm. And it kind of caught his attention. He's like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> 
Yeah. Look on my calendar, would you? We have both been there. And I, you know, and I think a lot of us get to a point where we've, we've been led by our egos, which we've long since recognized as a necessary part of our self-development. And we get to a certain point and we're like, what is this all about? Where has this really gotten me? Uh, I look up and, you know, all the important, what I say are the important relationships in my life aren't really as good as Mm -hmm. I could honestly assess. Maybe I have no hobbies or interests hardly outside of work. And it just become and the I just become consumed and lost in what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of um, you know we had a client recently. Well, it's been a while, but I remember on her intake form she said, "Just please help me figure out why I, why I'm a workaholic." Is yeah. what what her question was, and and I think you know through this process, really helping unpack that, and I remember telling her like, the reason we're workaholics is because the ego believes we need to be workaholics in order to survive. Yeah. So that overworking is one hundred percent all the time, foolproof, part of the ego, the ego's job, the ego structure, and so I think. It does it differently for different people. Um, and I, you know, James yes. Hollis, who we're going to talk to next week, um, he talks about kind of these kind of core f- needs that the ego is in service to fulfill as accumulation and attachment. And so when I think mm. about overwork for myself, there is this this gathering of resources uh, when I tend to get frenetic and frantic around work, it's because I feel like we're not doing enough. We're not bringing in enough. It's this lack. It's like this, this, it's not so much accumulating money and stuff anymore for me, but it is like this, um, you know, as a heart type, it's being seen a certain way. So there's something unconscious that drives this for a lot, for all of us, accumulating what something. And then the other thing he talks a lot about is attachment. So part of the ego's job is to make sure we belong, we fit in, that we have these secure attachments and I will do or be or become whatever I need in order to secure these attachments with important people in my life. And so another part of overwork for me is is belonging, is feeling like, okay, I'm showing value and if I show value, then I'll be included and if I'm included, then that's survival. And so there's these two kind of unconscious um, needs that the ego goes about trying to get met through work. And and the, when you mix that with a culture, you know, the, our North American, Western U.S. culture is just embedded in workaholism and this meritocracy and this kind of like always have to be accumulating and attaching and one-upping and looking good. And um, so I think that that's the recipe for a lot of this workaholism. Well, let me, yeah. And I love what you're saying. And let me pick up on the thread of that, of how, but two things, uh, the ego and, and the conflation with the identity and feeling like you must succeed or else. And also how everyone's story is different. Like I'm going to share a personal story here of some of my experience, uh, 
in pretty early adulthood still, but it didn't have to do with money, right, in this particular case. So I, I'm thinking of the time, a period of time where I was concluding graduate school, my PhD program. I was, let's see, I was, I had started a 501c3 in a literary magazine. I was constantly reading submissions. I was concluding the coursework with my PhD program. I was teaching four classes, two at two different institutions. I was pretty new married to you. And yeah, that was had, a real fun time. <laughs> and we had a young child. A and, right, and I was constantly feeling a pressure to write, 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 and publish, 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 because I was constantly told that there would be no job opportunities once I graduated, that 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 uh, you couldn't expect to get a tenure track job without an award-winning publication of an entire book. And so, I mean, uh, think about any one of those given things mm -hmm. could have taken up all of your time. And yet I did not recognize it as overwork. I, I, val I thought I was like being a hero. I thought this was proving my merit. Um, that I was going to show everyone just how amazing and what my capacity could be. Mm -hmm. I could go on, on any, in depth on any one of those areas. Um, but that is just a brief example at the age of like 29 or so, 30, where um, it didn't even have to do with um, making money, but it did have to do with this proving, this prove, and it yeah. did seem like the stakes were really high and it had everything to do with the ego in terms of its relationship to this is who I am and my identity and to not do this, this to fail at this felt like a kind of a death. Like an annihilation. Yeah. Like I would not exist anymore. Like I was failing at life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I want to say that this is first mountain experience yeah. that pretty much everybody goes through. I don't know that anybody gets through this or to the second mountain without going through and going on this first journey of this, this first mountain. Yeah, we so say this it's, is, it is necessary. It is necessary. For almost everyone. And it's in many ways good. And I, you know, I think the Dalai Lama said, learn mm -hmm. the rules well so that you can break them. Mm -hmm. So there is this sense of like, this is, this is important for us to kind of, um, get to that precipice of overwork because, because then you get to reevaluate because what happens on this, as you go to the second mountain, you begin, to, that begins to break down the way the ego's always worked begins yeah. to take its toll and it has to, you have to go through that journey to get to the point where you go like, huh, <laughs> is this still working? Do I want to keep doing this? Yeah. I don't know if I like this, but if there's no friction, if there's no breaking down, you wouldn't ask yourself that. Why would you? Because it would keep working. Right. And so here's the shift. So there's there's a there's this work of like examining, self-observing, asking, self-inquiry, why am I overworking? And this, you know, this gets to the couple things that we've said the ego does uh, that leads to overwork. But then there's a point of and where we see a lot of people that that come to us is like, I don't want to keep doing it. Because my marriage is suffering, my health is suffering, my relationship with my kids are suffering, um, I don't feel like I have a purpose, 
Like those are the main things that people have this tension around. And, and I, and I think I actually might have something to do with all of that breaking down because I've worked so, so much and so hard for so many years. So here's the thing I would get you to think about. If you want to unlearn the habits of overwork, Mm -hmm. you have to want to stop overworking. You have to want it. Uh, That's, that's it. You're right. Because if you don't want it, if you like, if some part of your ego is like still holding on to it, like, well, let me just kind of fake it. Let me just kind of pretend that I'm, uh, invested in my health or in these relationships, but really I'm just going to keep holding on. Right. Let me, let me uh, learn the techniques of some meditation and mindfulness so that I'm able to just kind of keep functioning the way I'm functioning, living the same patterns. But so, so that's, and that's a way, you know, I think, I think most people do. Exactly. Most people function. Um, and, and that will keep, help you kind of keep doing, but you'll keep grinding. You'll keep kind of in this, uh, the friction, right? And and it will eventually. It does take its toll. Um, and One I think that another. five regrets of the dying. The largest yep. regret is that I didn't that I worked too much. I know. And so, and yet we have all this documentation. You know, we have all these people who've been saying this for generations. And yeah. I guess there is a reason why it is still just so hard for us to let go. It is. It is because there's there's a payoff, right, that we get from from working so much. But the people that want to stop, and basically, I think the people that say yes to the journey toward the second mountain, Mm -hmm. and they realize, like, I am not my career. Like, that's not the totality of who I am. I want more in my life. I want healthy relationships with people. I want a healthy body. Um, I can't put all my eggs in the basket of my career and expect that any of those other things are going to change. So when people get to that place, then I see and I believe they figure it out. They know exactly what they need to do to course correct. Uh, it might take some sifting and winnowing through the details, but people know. But, but the, the tipping point is wanting it. That's it. Because if you don't want it, it's all moot. Up until yeah. that point, you know, if you and and by the way, it doesn't. Like, I think there's a, a slight misunderstanding that um, it just all just means slowing down, and it just do, it start it means somehow it means um, either you're working hard or you're not, and that we're saying don't not work at hard. All. No, yeah, no, I mean, and hard work has its place, right? Commitment, vision, uh, persistence. They're, they're, these are virtues, but we're saying something that has to do with letting go surrendering work from the soul is is hard work but it is way more fulfilling than work from the ego that's the difference that is so the energy you bring to your work is very different when it's from your it's sourced from your soul it's sourced from your true nature it's sourced from your well-being it just is very different you could be working you know just as hard Actually, like in terms of like quantity, like you're putting in a lot of work, but you're also, you're putting in a lot of work to be present with your kids. You're putting in a lot of work. To develop important relationships in your lives. Right. To plan healthy food. (laughs) Yeah. Or whatever it, it needs, whatever you need to be well, you begin to disseminate the energy into all these areas so that it just doesn't go into the career. 
That's right. And we are constantly having these conversations in our community and we have a brand new community we would like to invite you to join us in to have these conversations it is at our facebook group yeah the group is called burnout to big self uh, you can search for us on facebook you can go to that platform uh, we actually have it linked on all of our social media platforms so you can find us there or email me shelly at bigselfschool.com and i will give you an invitation and it's in our show notes as well so thanks for tuning in to this episode of the big self show bye for now